<laughs> Welcome to episode four of the Dads Unplugged podcast, where we bring one special dad every episode to you to bring expertise on being a dad, expertise in their field of industry of success and failure, and where we have a good time and just show you how dads do it. My name is Nelson Osorio, the co-host. I'm here with my co-host, Sean Pace. Hello, everyone. How are we doing today? I'm excited. I'm super pumped. This is a great guy we've got on the uh, podcast today. Joshua B. Lewis is nice enough to dedicate his time to join us today and share his life. Um, a little bit about Joshua real fast is he's an entrepreneur, business owner, author, coach, marketeer, and a very blessed husband and father. And Joshua, thank you so much for joining us today. Sean, happy to be here. And I'm glad that you didn't read the entire bio. I was like, <laughs> is he going to read all four paragraphs? I was like, <laughs> Sometimes I can send that out. I'm like, okay, we're here for the first 10 minutes just going through a bio. No, good job. Uh, the worst part is you read the whole bio, set the bar way too high. And then during the conversation, people are like, did he really accomplish all that? Okay. My wife asked me that all the time. When we, fir when we first met, believe me, it was uh, one of those things. And she's like, I don't believe this guy. We met at a bar. So like, you know, I was out there going through and next day she's like, okay, I Google you. You weren't lying. I'm like, I didn't think so. But thanks. I didn't, you know, it was my second rodeo too. As I told, mentioned to you guys before, you know, I had been married for almost 10 years and then got divorced. So when I got back in the the dating game, so to speak, I I didn't know of all these cool new tools and and all the you know how everyone looked you up. Yeah, so it was a whole new new game for me. Yeah, it's definitely different. I was out there too. Uh, well, dating someone right now, and she's pretty awesome. But it's it's when I first got back out after 16 years, it was oh wow, <laughs> there's all this technology now. That's part of part of the dating plan. What oh, can you yeah. what oh, can you yeah. share with us that? Um, you know, as you just mentioned, you're 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 a blended family. So, what to you, Joshua, sticks out the most as you've gone down this path? Um, and we can share with those that are experiencing this themselves right now. Yeah, man. I mean, look, here's some of the things. I, I get, can I give you a background on how I got here, right? Please. Um, you know, I kind of blessed and cursed to be able to start one my early companies in 2002 with a client um, that most people forgot about, MySpace. Um, used to be able to run and manage all their traffic. Uh, they were one of my clients, which is crazy. Um, and it allowed me to be able to build a lot of different companies. But, you know, as guys growing up, we're told to focus on, you know, build your wealth, you know, you know, start strong, never show weakness. And I had done that and I built multiple different companies. And at a certain point, man, um, you know, when I had my son at 11, uh, he's, he's 11 right now. So it was 11 years ago. I moved from my, my office downtown Austin, where I'm here in Austin, Texas, to my house. And I always wanted my doors to be open, right? I wanted to be able to work at home. I wanted to be that present father. And I wanted to be different. I wanted to start changing how I was. And there was a certain time in my life that, you know, even as a baby, I wanted him to hear everything I said. If I couldn't say it in mm -hmm. front of him, shouldn't say it at all. And I'll be honest, man, those office doors went from open a certain point just where I was focused on the wrong things, those doors shut. And that, that office became not only a coffin and a sanctuary at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I would just stare at the walls kind of constantly. And that's kind of where I went through my reset. And I was like, I've got, there's gotta be more, right? Cause when you start contemplating, like, is, are you better on this earth or not? Is the money that your life insurance better for your kids? Mm -hmm. One of those things are like, I have to change. I guys, I was, 
45 pounds heavier than I am now, never been overweight in my life. My relationships were monetary. I had no vision about where I was going and just knew where I was at. Everything was either work or life, right? Party, I should say. And when I had kids that changed that, I want to do more. I want to be better. And so that's where I kind of found that saying. And as a, and I went through a divorce. I walked away from 10 companies, 36, moved back in with my parents, which I never hadn't worried about money for years. Um, with a little bit under a thousand dollars in my name and started over. Didn't think there was more opportunity. And then that's kind of where, you know, I, I mentioned to y'all earlier, kind of met my wife now, you know, a couple years after and started the whole process of being, you know, the blended family getting, we got married um, two years ago. And these are all the things that we've kind of learned. And there's a lot of things, guys. I mean, like the biggest thing is, look, you've got to be able to make sure too, it's about the kids. Mm-hmm. A lot of fights, a lot of stuff goes on when you're trying to be able to, I have a son that's 11. My daughter actually turns nine tomorrow. So, you know, these are all the things that I'm going through and realize that kids are resilient, but at the same time, they hear everything. So mm-hmm. as blended family, that's the one thing you need to know is never speak ill will of the other person that was involved in that relationship around your children because they, they don't need to know that. That's not their weight to bear, mm-hmm. no matter what it is or how you feel about the other person. I've been blessed that through all this, we have got at least got a very functional relationship um, with their mother. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's always a fun thing. Long story. Sorry. No, no, we're glad. That's why we're that's why we're on here. And and I think you answered a little bit about this. But as you as you have the blended family, what, what drives you most as a father? As as obviously you're somewhat of a father figure. Um, what do you what drives you every day? You know, I mean, really that I've got to be able to connect with other, you know, other entrepreneurs, other fathers, other people. I tried to be able to change this world on my own and I almost killed myself doing it. Wow. What drives me is the fact that, and I mean, when I say almost killed me, like literally, I, as I told you, I, I was contemplating that aspect. Mm-hmm. A lot of entrepreneurs do that. Yeah. And, you know, I realized I've got to be able to do it with other amazing people. Like the people list, like you guys, like the people that are listening right now, like, we're all in this together. And what drives me is the only way that we can all rise up is we all rise up together. We want to be able to change this world for our children. We can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one of the biggest things that hits me now more than ever, especially with, you know, we just went through COVID, one of the largest resets of our history is that whatever we thought the next 40 years, not only for us, but for our children, we're going to look like has been totally reset. Oh, hundred percent. We now as dads, as entrepreneurs, as human beings have more power than ever in our history to truly create the next 40 years mm. better for our kids. So you want to talk about what drives me? The power and the opportunity we have now more than ever. We've seen these resets upon, across genders, across races, across everything over COVID. We've went through it all. And I hope that everyone's paying attention. That's Joshua, it. let me let me ask you this because you you went into entrepreneurship early on with your son. My son is ten, so okay. as soon as you said eleven, I'm like, all right, we're at least age wise kind of in that same place. He's a baseball yeah. kid. I'm one of the assistant coaches on the team, so I'm out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like really involved. Is there something specific you're doing to teach him about entrepreneurship outside of what the schools teach, or are you kind of just letting the natural course of his own mind just it developed or, or how, what are you doing intentionally with that? Because it's different being an entrepreneur parent 
yeah. also because we see things from a very different angle. So what what's that look like for you as a dad? For me, I mean, my, you know, I, I try and have that office door open. I want him to be able to come in. I want him to be able to listen. I want him to be able to see. I share. You know, I most of our friends, you know, are entrepreneurs as well, too. You kind of find this, you know, as you kind of go through, you see a lot of that separation, you know, between, you know, the corporate and the entrepreneurs a lot of times. Not always, but I mean, so you tend to be able to stay with those, those people that you have commonalities. So he sees mm-hmm. those kids. If he wants to be able to do something, we'll try and show him, you know, Nelson, like, look, how can you earn that? Right. What can you do to, you know, he believes he can build anything with wood. Right. I mean, it's like, it's, you know, he's still this day. He's like, I'm like, I need a helmet. I'm like, you got some wood. I'm like, dude, I don't think that's going to work out well. But But the biggest thing is for me, it's I'm trying to get him to understand. And this is a matter of entrepreneur or whatever. I think in today's world, understanding value is one of the hardest things. Like, yeah, I went through, I had a lot of money when he was first born, lost it all, made it, made a lot of it back in the way I wanted to. And there's still a lack of appreciation for the little things. And that's the biggest thing that I want him as an entrepreneur, as a human, as a child Mm -hmm. to understand that, you know, you've got to earn. I'm not sitting in my office, just hanging out at the house all day. We're working. (laughs) And we're trying to be able to figure out. He said, oh, dad, I just want to hang out and play video games after when I grow up. I'm like, well, bro, you better be getting paid for that or you're not living in my house. Right. So you better figure some way out. Some way to be able to figure that one out. There's a, there's a path for that, too. Not, <laughs> there is. Far, but, but you know what? You're absolutely right. It re- if, if he wants to, it requires a certain level of hustle that if he's willing to do it, you know, then then, yeah, that support that you're showing him you know, my son kind of walks into, into the office and he does ask like, what do you do all day? Cause I have run my business from home for the past six years. Yeah. So to some extent he's right. What do I do all day? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. I figure it out. Oh, well, before, we- before my kids think the same thing, I've been working from <laughs> home for, for 11 years, almost 12 now with different companies. And, um, and I, they know I'm working because <laughs> I'm always on the I'm always on the phone most of the time. My my daughter, uh, she's 16, almost 17, and my son's 18. She'll come out and she goes, "Huh? Nobody talked to you again. You just left another voicemail message." <laughs> and she thinks that's what I do all day long <laughs> is leave messages. <laughs> you know, these are the things like as we talked about earlier. Like kids pay attention to these things. I mean, yeah. No matter what the age, at a very young age, we're learning. And I think that's what I do, Nelson. You said, what am I intentional about? I'm intentional about showing them that I'm actually what the things that I'm doing. And that I'm intentional in the things that I do that I know, even if I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing, they are paying attention to it. So mm-hmm. I'm very, you know, methodical on how I go throughout my day. I don't want them to see, you know, if I'm free, I'm not just hanging out on the couch, you know, like I am in my office all day. Like if I've got free time, I'm probably, it's not really, I just, I'm not on a call. You know, I am doing other work. I might be talking to my team. There might be other things going on. And, you know, I am with their home. I'll have them come in and listen to me talking to the team and things like that. I mean, these are the things that I'm very intentional mm-hmm. of being able to do. I, I think that's going to be important for them later to be able to understand. No, that's wonderful. I mean, for, for dads that are maybe earlier in on their journey of being a parent, 
you know, having a one-year-old, two-year-old, or maybe just early on in the entrepreneurial journey, yeah. you know, it, it's wonderful for them to kind of see that. Like I, I would take my son when he was really young to meetings before well, pre-COVID, obviously. Um, but I would, I would take, we would meet with, with our team at Starbucks or a new hire. He'd yeah. be sitting there while I'm hiring a new person. And now he'll go when he hears people on the phone, he's like, Oh, is that this person? Like he knows they work for me. So at 10, he can ask those questions. So how do you make money if you're always home? And I have to explain to him profit, loss, a team, why having team is important. Just these questions that, you know, I didn't I didn't have someone to go to growing up to ask yeah. these questions. So I had to, like you said, kind of fall on my face, fail. And Nelson, that's the thing, right? We need to understand as dads that it's, it's okay to be able to share these things, right? Like they, yeah. you know, it's not, we don't all live the Facebook life, right? <laughs> you know, and that's not, we don't need to show our kids this too. There's other things they are picking up on them. So if they're going to pick up on them anyway, and they're going to make their own interpretations, why allow them to interpret what we're doing, but tell them and share them and say, look, you know, I had a bad, there's a, there's some bad day at work. This is what's going on. I try and be able to share. I'm not trying to put that yeah. on them. Because there's definitely parents that put all their hardships on their children. Right. It is right, not right. fair to the kids. But if it's a learning or teachable moment that you actually were able to take mm -hmm. in, don't hold that back. I found that out not only with kids, but in relationships too. Like you shouldn't try and bear it all. It actually hurts everyone a lot worse. They're, they, it's called a family for a reason, mm -hmm. right? You're all in it together. So, you know, you don't, not just for the good shit, for, for everything. Excuse my language. No, that's fine. We're sitting around shooting the shit. Um, so that's, he said a curse word. He said a curse word. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is the dad's unplugged for kids. Uh, so. <clears throat> well, maybe one day, you know, this will all be recorded, and at some point, maybe they'll maybe we'll listen to it. But it, that's something I tried to show my kids. Um, I mean, during COVID, I was furloughed, yeah, <clears throat> and sat around for a week, and then decided to start a start a lawn company. I mean, it was just, you know, and was out there went out, bought a trailer and started mowing yards and cutting down weeds. And, um, every so often my son would come with and I'd pay him to, to do it with me because he was, he was working, but I wanted yeah. to show them that regardless That's of what awesome. happens, you just, you sit down and you, you figure it out, you put together a plan and you, you execute, right? The yeah. biggest thing I, I, I believe you've, you've talked about, it and we saw in, in some of your bio that I won't read the nine pages which is lovely and wonderful that you know it's the it's the actually like doing it and the and the execution part of especially being an entrepreneur and having your goal but so many people sit on the sidelines and i i feel what you're um displaying to your kids is to take that action yeah well i mean i got that from my own father right he was an entrepreneur but like Growing up, we were upper middle class. You know, I was told that I wasn't supposed to work through high school or college. They wanted me to focus on school. And then at 14, my father got laid off. Mm. And, you know, he didn't just sit around. He went in, he worked for, I, I remember he worked, he sold Sears siding. He, he uh, went and worked at Circuit City when it was around. Uh, he oh, wow. sold um, big rigs, you know, um, 18 wheelers for a little while. And then he got the job where he started from the bottom up. Um, at a company called Retriever Payment System, which turned out to be in the long run one of the largest credit card processing companies in the country. And he, he retired early as an EVP, but he worked his way up from that. And these are the things that I want people to, you know, look at. We've all, we've had a lot of people that go in, you know, a lot of people lost their job, Sean, like you, you know, and they got furloughed or whatever it might be. 
And as dads, we have to be able to show our kids like, oh, well, I can't find a job. I'm sorry. Bullshit. I mean, people can get mad at me or not. There's always a job. You might not be able to find the one that you want. Right. But there's mm-hmm. always opportunity out there. And I'm going to put a lot of faith. My my father showed, you told, showed me you don't sit around and wait for opportunity to come to you. You create it and you go out. And so I'm hoping mm-hmm. I continue to do that for my kids as well, too, because as an entrepreneur, I've had my trials and tribulations. I had companies that did well. I had a full reset. I would my kids saw me lose the, you know, give away the big house, walk away from everything, and you know, move back in with their grandparents. And yeah, I went through a little mini depression for a little while that I didn't even realize that I was in. But then I pulled myself out of it and I pulled myself back up. And you know, I hope that they're be able to watch that because I want to be able to show my kids, show them, not just tell them. Mm. I like that you keep pointing that out because you're right. Kids listen, but I feel like kids are watching. And even if they're not saying things, they're watching that action or inaction. And and you're absolutely right. The opportunity that's out there for, for young adults as they get older, do they want to take it or do they want to kind of sit back and wait for it to fall in their laps? And you're absolutely right. You know, Sean, perfect example gets furloughed and, and goes, gets a lawnmower, gets some equipment and starts cutting grass, or he could have just stayed home complaining. And his kids would have seen that and reacted to that and, and, and internalized it. So Joshua, you're, dude, you're spot on with that. Stuff. Well, I mean, in my, like when Sean said that, my respect for him just went through the roof. Cause I was Me like, too. that's what it's about. Like, I don't care what you did. You did something. And that's what people need to understand. And like you, you've got to be able to take it on your. It's not anyone else's responsibility of your own. And I mean, as parents, as dads, we need to be able to to take on that role. We chose that, you know. Well, mm-hmm. most of us chose it. Oh. Some form. As dads, like, well, yeah. Well, we won't talk, we won't talk about that. That's a uh, <laughs> whole other question. conversation. <laughs> so, I know it's not the reason you're on here, but we wanted to at least showcase a little bit about the the book you wrote. So, would you be willing to yeah. share with everyone just? Uh, a quick little synopsis of what drove you to to write it. The balance is bullshit. Uh, yeah. And what you hope people get out of it when they read it. Look, you know, guys, this is this is kind of what kind of where I where I started from, right? It was like I went through this whole piece. I, I told you all a little bit about it earlier, right? I mean, I was building these companies, I was going through, I was holding all this weight on my own shoulders, and it took me really off of who I was, even though I told myself I was going through this whole stuff. And I wanted to be able to kind of share the real, real behind everything. And that's kind of where that work, book work came from. Because so many hear this, oh, you got to be able to have this work-life balance. And that's, that's bullshit because I'm sorry, but there is no balance in life. If I'm standing on, you know, fair example is if I'm standing with two legs on the ground and Sean, you're over there with standing on one leg, I guarantee you I'm going to be integrated into the ground a hell of a lot longer than you are on your one leg. So, you know, that just kind of shows you know, where we're going. I, I look at balance and like work life. I don't have a work life and I don't have a personal life. If I did, it's like having two different personalities. Mm-hmm. I'd be locked up in an insane asylum. I have one life and I have to live it that way. And that's integrating the pieces that make me strong mm-hmm. and allow me to be able to do what I need to do each and every day. So that's kind of where I looked at what are the pillars of my life that are going to give me strength, that are giving me the fire to be able to keep on going. And that's what I want to integrate. So that's what the book's about. I shared some of the stuff where, look, I made a lot of mistakes throughout my life. And I wanted to be able to kind of go through and say, look, this is where I messed up. You're not alone. We all make mistakes. No one's perfect. We're all imperfectly perfect. 
-hmm. And that's okay too. And I, I felt so alone at, during those times. I didn't want anyone else to do that. I want them to know that like, look, we all kind of come across these things as entrepreneurs, as fathers, as everything going, I, am I the only one doing this? Am I doing it wrong? Mm -hmm. no, no one knows what's right or wrong. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the things that I look back to my parents, right? And my mom's like, oh yeah, I remember we used to put you in the, just the backpack on the motorcycle. We go driving down the street. I'm like, what? Backpack? What? You guys are hippies. So, you know, it was, <laughs> oh my goodness you know i just remember some of these things so like look i, I turned out okay so you know it's it's, it's going to be all right but that's what the book's about man it's like how to successfully integrate the aspects of your work and your life together to live that one life like from a being an entrepreneur to being a parent because these are things that i wanted to be able to do better and we talked about inspiring inspired my son he's like dad i want to i one, he's like, I know what that word is on your book. I'm like, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> but two, he's like, I want to write a book. I'm like, cool. So mm -hmm. we've been working for a little while on, he wants, I'm like, well, you can't write balance is bullshit. So it's not going to be a good kid's book. <laughs> um, it's not going to be on the shelves very long. So it's like, how about we came up with like balance is silly because it's the same things that I understood as an adult. Hmm. Look, these are the same things I need to understand. Health is important. Mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't do everything you need to do with being unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Two, you need relationships, right? Friends, family, other entrepreneurs. Like you can't do it alone. Right. You have to be able to know where you're going, not just understanding where you're at. So these are all different pieces for you to, if you want to be successful at school rather than work, right? So you need those first three relationships, you know, understand your health and being able to understand where you're going, which is knowledge, to be successful at school and go where your life is. Same thing as adults. So that's kind of where... You know, I look at it. So it's kind of a fun thing I'm working on right now. That's pretty cool. Joshua, that's that's awesome. The fact that you said your, your kid was interested in writing a book and you're already going in that direction. That's some inspiring stuff, man. I I need to go rethink my parenting style. My kid says I want to write a book. I'm like, go read a book first. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Believe me, it's it's not like everything. Like, look, he told me this three years ago. We're still working on it. So that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I would just be a hundred percent. Like, I, every time he sees the book, like, oh yeah, Dad, we need to start doing that again. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, you you know. So look, we all go into it. I, I told you that my son wanted to sit on my couch and you know play video games for the rest of his life. So you know, it's we all go through the different things. That's awesome. Small, small steps for, uh, for sure. So a couple of the questions that we ask every guest, uh, on, on our podcast, um, one's gonna, one serious and one silly, uh, what, um, what do you want your legacy to be? You know, it, it's an interesting thing. We, we ask ourselves that as, as fathers all the time and, you know, mine's changed from different points where I was like, you know, I wanted my legacy to be that I'm leaving the company I'm building to my child. I'm, I'm leaving, you know, whatever i've built right but that's not what i want my legacy to build i don't want to be build something that's a legacy i want to be able to understand the ripple effect that it, what i've built that's what i want my legacy to be so you know i work with different companies when i started off monetizing the world right i had, mm. I had clients like myspace as you know back in the day it's crazy to think that like I helped design some of the first social media ads out there with MySpace and like that people use today. It's it's crazy to think about those things, but also that's created a lot of spam, a lot of a lot of bad sales. And I want to make sure that I kind of go through and um, do something better than that. So 
my legacy now is to humanize the way people are online, right? I mm. want to be able to humanize that brand. I want to remind people, my legacy is to remind people that there is no B2B or B2C. There is only H to H, human to human. Mm. Every company is run by another human being. Most marketers have forgotten that. And if I can be able to do that, if I can be able to bring more consciousness and more, you know, treating people with the same respect online that you give offline, that will be a legacy that I will be very proud of that my kids will be able to go and go, yeah, my dad helped, you know, people remind people there's not just, you know, there's another human being on the other side of that screen. Wow. I like it. I like it a lot. So what do you, that's awesome. Yeah. So my silly question is going to be, what's your, what's your, uh, the best, <laughs> as you're smiling early, what's your best dad joke? Best dad joke. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I try and look at it. These days, it seems like everything out of my mouth is is the best. Dad <laughs> you know, as I told y'all, I, I I am on my I am on a second marriage. Um, my wife's a, a few years younger than me, and so there is that a, that generational gap. And I'll say something just like, "No, that's it's not a thing." <laughs> you know, I, I, I I'm gonna try and find whatever word I think is cool right now. You know, it's like you know, you get the whole every time. She's like, "God, you're such a dad." And I'm yeah, is that yeah, a bad right. thing? I don't, that is my title. That's on my resume at this point. So. I'm like, wait a minute. That's. I don't know if you're cutting me down because you don't, or you just feel like you're just telling me what I already know. Maybe this, what, the whole conversation we're having right now is a freaking dad's joke. Let's just be honest. You know? <laughs> Pretty much. If someone else listens to it, they'll be like, God, these are dads. Yeah, yeah. I said the word dope the other day, and my daughter's like, no. <laughs> yeah, please, please don't <laughs> i'm trying to stay cool i'm trying to stay relevant you know it's just with those things it's I've, I've given up at a point you know it's like look i my my biggest dad joke is probably that i still love 90s music i mean it's just like so I, good. I, oh, I, that's I, awesome. I don't listen to half the new things and every time we get on my my wife's like Oh, so we should we change it to 90s on nine i'm like yeah of course why, why would we listen to anything else uh, yeah that i can completely relate um, <laughs> so that's where i'm at guys uh, you know and this is these are those pieces but i mean this is where i get on these things man i mean i love what you guys are doing i mean i want to be able to support you know podcasts like this guys like you because you. it's just being real it's being raw it's being honest and we need more of that in today's world because look in the long run no one's going to get what we're going through like another dad Mm -hmm. 100%. bottom line period 100 yeah. yeah look you know we we always let everyone know just as you're going through the next couple months of your life if something happens that you're like you know what i want to share with some other dads a great moment a breakthrough in your in your relationship with your kids or with your spouse or or just something that's going down south going downhill pretty quick and you're like you know what i want to prevent another dad from going down this path feel free to reach back out we'd love to have you you know kind of have that follow up where people can kind of follow your journey a little bit and just feel really invested in, in learning from you and things like Likewise, that. Likewise, man. I mean, same thing, anyone listening, you guys as well. I mean, like I want people to reach out, like, you know, always be able to, you know, be able to share because we need those kind of resources to be able to kind of reach out. And, and sometimes as men, we need someone to say, Hey, you can, right. You mm -hmm. can reach out. I'm, you know, it's not going to, you know, it'll actually hurt my feelings more if he didn't reach out. So, you know. Yeah. I, I, see, Sean, call me, bro. 
He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I call you every day. Do I have to call you more than once we, a day now? We talk a lot, an we awful do. lot. <laughs> we, we do. We do. I, you know, and I, I like to ask a would you rather question, Joshua and Sean. But I, when I ask the question, I want real honest answer. And yeah. I, I do kind of expect you to back it up a little bit. It can't just be like, this is my answer with no... So okay, fair so enough. My son likes to play challenge accepted. Challenge. Oh, wait, that's a dad's joke. I shouldn't say that either. Oh, my <laughs> this is not this is not a hard one, but but I do want some backing to your response. It's it's would you rather, and I'll put it up, I'll put it up here for you. Would you rather whisper whisper all the time or yell all the time? Yeah. No middle ground. Think about it and, and really back this up though. Don't just pick one. Me personally, I mean, if I have to choose, it's like one of these, right? I, no choice. I'd rather be able to whisper just because the fact that it means I don't, as a father, we kind of go through and no matter where we put ourselves, it always seems like we're, we're told to, you know, oh, you, you either yell too much, you, you, you become that. But when they, when we're needed, all of a sudden we, there always needs to be a hammer, so to speak. And we're always asked to be that hammer, even though when we're, yeah. when we're, when we're not asked, we're told not to be. And it's like, okay, going back and forth, <laughs> I would love not to yell. <laughs> I don't want to. It's, it's exhausting. It gives me a headache. And if I've got to be able to do that, I'd rather, you know, my kids, my family, my friends lean in and want to hear what I have to say. Mm -hmm. If I have to be able to yell to get someone's attention, that means I have to get their attention. I don't have it naturally. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I look at it. If I can whisper all the time, I'm doing something well enough that I've got the attention of the people that are around me and that hopefully I've done enough things to prove that my attention is worthy. That's that's deep. That's deep. Sean's wow. just like, wait a minute. I was like, I didn't know we were going to go that that deep on, on this I wanna, uh, answer. I do want to clarify, though, Joshua, whispering, I mean, to your family, that's all nice. But if me and you are in conversation and you have to get in my ear, lips touching my ear to talk to me, if you're okay with it, man, I'm in. I mean, I, I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the the close talker. Where you ever getting on? <laughs> personal space, bro. There yeah. would be, you just accepted none. No personal <laughs> space. That's what you just accepted. I'm I'm cool with it. I'm okay. We'll be fine. You know. You know. As long as you know everyone. You know appreciates. You know a good shower here and there. You know the just you know keep you know little listerine here and there. I mean, I could be fine. It's it's the close talker that you're like. Yeah, I can mm. smell what you ate last week. That, that's... Oh my god, we, we've gone too far now. We've gone too far. <laughs> this is exactly where this was supposed to go, Sean. You didn't answer. You're not gonna. I, just... uh, hoping I can get out of that one. Um, I would. I would have to say whisper. Yeah, it's um, because I really like talking like this all the time. Anyway, um, I I think it would be less traumatic for everyone that meets me if i'm not having to if i'm not yelling yelling at them all the time and, and plus i like sitting next to people um in the movie theater and having a nice conversation sometimes before it starts versus yelling now Got i'll be it. honest I'm, i am gentlemen i am getting older so you know as, as these things go in as my wife tells me i i must be deaf because i don't hear half the things she says so um <laughs> Selective. Selective. Um, <laughs> so you know, if I'm gonna be, I, I don't mind if I whisper, but I might need everyone else to be yelling a little bit longer so I can make sure I hear them. Oh my! God. I like the I like when the TV yells at me because then I can't hear anybody else. 
<laughs> you know, I, oddly enough, as you guys answer, I I probably would would choose Whisper just because it would be really awkward for a lot of people for me to get that that close. So I, I like that feeling of awkwardness. <laughs> like the awkwardness. See, see how you offset people. Like, are they really going to listen in? Are they going to let me get close enough? How, how close is too close? I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Once my lips touch your earlobe, I think we're best. We already know. I mean, you already told me like, okay, I want your lips to touch me. I'm like, okay, well, we won't that's be whispering. It. Anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably, that's probably a good thing. So since we're not having to be, picking whispering or yelling all the time hopefully never uh joshua what is the best way if people wanted to reach out to you that they can find you get in touch with you uh, Look, here's you the at? best thing I, every, a lot of what i do is on linkedin man it's, it's my world i play in it a lot um everything we, is all everything we do is like engagement influence and marketing on that platform um i'd love for people to be able to find me on there and joshua b lee um at the same time but don't just i hate when someone just sends that blank connection request or they whatever mm. it might be I want people when they want to reach out, tell me why you like Nelson or Sean, or why you listen to the podcast. You know, who has better hair on this podcast right now? I mean, is it Sean or Nelson? I'm not even in the game. That's, that's cold, <laughs> cold blooded. These wow. are the things that I want you to go in and be like, I love Nelson's hair because we rock the same dude. You know, whatever it is, you know, the those are the fun mess. Like I enjoy it's when not I'm not mistake. This is not by mistake. It's okay. It's okay. But I mean, you know, that's the fun part. When I get on yeah. podcasts, like I love when someone reaches out and actually tells me like something cool about the host because that shows me that they really care. Mm -hmm. And then I can reach back out to you guys. It gives me a reason to go, yeah, say, guess what? Or Sean, this person has said this, man. It's great to reconnect with you guys again because it reminded me of the conversation we had. Awesome. Well, please, please, everyone do reach out to Joshua B. Lee on LinkedIn and, and we're very grateful for your time today and best of luck with everything you have going on. And I'll definitely see you on LinkedIn and clubhouse. Cause I know we're connected there that we way. And clubhouse is fun. We have a lot of fun there these days. <laughs> it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun for sure. But thank you. Yeah, seriously. Thank you so much for your time today, what you shared. And we hope um, other dads out there have gotten out as much of this conversation as, as I know I have. And Nelson's nodding his head as, as I'm talking, which is always appreciative on an audio sometimes only platform. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Joshua. Yeah. You, you came in, um, with, with a breath of fresh air, really excited to, to get your book. Uh, again, just kind of want to end it because the, the way you explained the book seems like something that, that not just dads, just anyone in general should get their hands on, read it. Um, excited to just be in your presence, but feel free again, reach back out to us. would love to have you back on and, yeah. Just, just like you said, anyone that leaves a comment, we'd love to hear what you got from Joshua, what works, what doesn't work, agreement or disagreement. This is really just three dads giving our opinions on, on you know, our successes and our failures, and hopefully they they bring some uh, clear clear guidance to anyone on their journey. So, Joshua, dude, super awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time out and, and spending it with us this afternoon. Gentlemen, appreciate the time, man. Thank you all. Everyone have a great day. Please subscribe to the podcast and follow Joshua on LinkedIn. Have a great afternoon and we'll talk to everyone soon.